Welcome to Business and Money Mentors. Together, Mia, your business mentor, and Bonnie, Miss Money Boss, guide you on the need to knows to grow and manage your business successfully. Hello and welcome to the show. I'm Mia Sines and here is Bonnie Gale. Hey, Bonnie. Good morning, Mia. How are you? Great. And how are you today? I am awesome and I am super excited about what we are talking about. Yeah, it's very interesting. Um, So the topic today is working from a home office. So... How many of you out there have wanted to work from your home? We're going to talk about all sorts of stuff, the pros and the cons and some other stuff, too. Right, Bonnie? Exactly. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Well, because I think that people think everybody's lucky if they work at home. It's not really luck. It's something that you actively choose to do. Right, right. That's very true. It's one of those things that if you wanted to go to college, you put it in your forefront and you work towards it. So it's the same thing if you want to work from your home. It would be the same thing. You'd find a way in which to do it or create a job or or something like that. So, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. In fact, you know, when I first started my business that is currently a home-based business, it was not a home-based business when I started it 26 years ago. So I have an accounting practice, and initially when I used to work with clients, I used to physically go out to their offices. And then when I got filled up with clients and I had no more room or no more time to go out to people and basically I had maxed out what I could make, that's when I moved my business in-home and stopped going out to clients. And my business grew exponentially after that. Right. Right. It's interesting because I didn't want to have, um, you know, to go outside of the home for a long time. And so mm-hmm. I, I had businesses that I could operate from inside the home. And so it is very, it's very cool. It really is. Mm. I Should love we, this. Yeah, I know. Should we talk about the pros and the cons? Yeah, so let's talk about the pros and the cons, and let's kind of break them down into different categories. Like the first thing that I always think about is environment, like the environment of where I'm going to work and whether I feel comfortable or not in that environment. And so I think that, you know, one of the pros from working from home is that you get to create your own environment. You don't have to work in somebody else's. That's right. That's right. So if you're somebody, like, and I'm going to give an example of, like, how this really can affect people. Like, I work very poorly when I'm around fluorescent lights. They bother me. They hurt my eyes. They drain my energy. And so I'm not as productive. And on top of it, I just don't feel good. And so I get tired more, and I just... I'm not working at 100%. So one of the reasons why I really love working from home is that I don't have to deal with fluorescent lights at all. That's interesting. And you don't have to deal with traffic. Exactly, exactly. But that's not really part of the environment, though, so much. Mm, I, I guess not. It's about right. it's about setting your morning 
straight in order to get to work. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, and then it's also about like having things around you that are inspirational. Like a lot of times if you have a cubicle, you know, there are rules as to what you can put inside your cubicle and what you can have around you inside your cubicle. And I know for me, like one of the things I love having around me is a diffuser so that I can diffuse some scent into the air that will actually inspire certain things, you know, whether it's being calm, whether it's being creative, uh, whether it's waking up, you know, like, you know, sometimes, you know, you're more efficient and effective than others. And so having some tools around you that can help you become more productive is an easy thing to do when you're working from home, but not always necessarily as easy to do when you're working in somebody else's environment. That's right. And then there's also the energies of, of you know, who's coming in to work and sitting, you know, a couple yeah. of uh, desks down or cubicles down or spaces down. It's, it's interesting, the dynamics of an office. When, now, if you're the boss, you can still pretty much um, create your office anywhere. But it's but it really is interesting because we think about having somebody in our home office. We want different traits of somebody who would be coming into our home office. It's almost like we give it a little bit more attention. Does that does that seem right to you, Bonnie? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Look, every person who walks into your environment affects you. So whether you're working from home or you're working in somebody else's office. Anybody who steps into that office, you know, has an effect on you. It could be a very subtle effect that you don't even notice, or it can be a very positive effect that you do notice. It can also be a very negative effect that you notice. And they don't even have to speak to you. They can just walk by you. You know, they can look at you. They can, you know, or they can actually talk to you. And the thing is, is that when you work from home, it's easier to have a choice of who those people are that are going to be in your working environment. When you're in somebody else's office, you don't really have a choice. It's like whoever's there is who's there, and you basically just have to learn to deal with it. That's right. That's right. And for us, it's kind of interesting because there are so many people who also, and this is just a small little thing. This, you know, it's about the energy or the environment. You know, we have little four-legged babies in our office because animals bring so much calmness to the environment, and that's why they're also used for, like, therapy dogs and things because their energy is so beautiful, and it it brings a a warmth as as we work, as we work. Exactly. That's another... That's another big plus I would say about um, about working at home. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. In fact, you know, my dogs keep me calm at you know, and I have post traumatic stress, and so my dogs keep me ta- calm at times when I wouldn't be. So for me, having my dogs around is kind of important, and I love that you know they can they can interact in my environment and be fine. And they actually, I always feel protected when, because they always let me know if somebody's around, mm-hmm. you know, whether they're downstairs or they're coming up the stairs, you know, it's, it's great. Like if you're not in a place where you necessarily see the front door or see what's going on, you can see what's happening around you or feel what's happening around you by 
the dogs letting you know what's happening. So I think it's very cool working from home. One of the other things I love, love, love about working from home is if I don't want to get dressed in the morning and I just want to appear in my sweats or my pajamas, no biggie. As long as Mm -hmm. nobody's coming over. I don't need to get I don't need to really kind of get dressed or get ready in the morning other than base things like brushing my teeth and brushing my hair and washing my face. But if I'm not going to see anybody, so what if I don't change my clothes? <laughs> that sounds so funny. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny because I've heard other entrepreneurs say that, you know. Um it's it's really funny because um I always think about getting up and getting dressed. <laughs> <laughs> Even at well, home. and you know what? Some people need to do that to be productive. So, you know, so you have to know who you are as a person. Like, if staying in your pajamas is going to keep you from working productively, then, you, then you're somebody who shouldn't be staying in your pajamas. But mm-hmm. if you're somebody who can literally stay in your pajamas and go straight to work and be productive, who cares? Right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. You know, exactly. that's like kind of the same thing as, you know, there are some people like, for instance, one of the things that I talk about is that, you know, when people work from home, that they should not have the television on. And the reason that I say that is because then they start getting distracted by what's going on on TV and not really focusing on what they're doing. And, you know, I know that there are people that kind of leave the TV on just so that they can hear things in the background. But for me, that's a big distraction. So that's not something that I would ever do. Um, But I know that I know somebody who like literally leaves the TV on 24 seven and she works from home and her dog sits and watches the TV. (laughs) (laughs) So I thought you'd like that. That was a good one, right? It's true though. It is funny. I'm like, really? And she has, she sent me a picture of the dog watching TV, and the dog was really focused on the TV. It was hilarious. That is so, hilarious. You know, so I know for me that's not an option. But one thing that I do like is I like to have music in my environment. And a lot of times if you're working in an office environment, having music is not an option for you unless maybe you're using some headphones. Mm-hmm. That's true. You know, that's so, true. Like, for me, music can be very inspiring, especially if I need to, like, do some writing or something creative or, like, what you did with Mimia where I was, like, screwing up on every video I was doing and you just said, go rock out to some music for, like, a few minutes and come back. And then Mm -hmm. all of a sudden I got it right on the first take, you know. So, you know, for me, you know, utilizing outside things can sometimes help me be better in my business. And if I don't have access or the ability to do those things, it can actually hinder my work. Mm-hmm. And, you know, your assistant who comes in a couple times a week, um, mm-hmm. she, that, that one who, I don't want to give names on the air, she listens to, soft, not soft music, but she listens to music softly at her desk yeah. because that helps her move through things. So she's exactly. actually bringing her home environment because she also works from her home when she's not in the office. And Mm -hmm. so she's bringing elements that calm her into, you know, her workspace. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 
You know, and I really, you know, one of the things that's really also happened from working at home is the people that work with me and the people that I work with, I feel so much more closely connected to. And the reason that I say that is it's almost like, you know, somebody, it's really, in in essence, it's somebody really is stepping into your home. So the way that you treat them is different a lot of times than somebody who would be stepping into your office. And I noticed that I just feel more closely connected to my clients who come to my place to work with me sometimes um, versus being on a phone call with them. You know, it's Mm -hmm. just, it's that in-person stuff that is just a much different type of feeling. And the same thing with the people that I work with, you know, the people that come to my office I just feel closer to because maybe I'm in their energy sometimes and they're in mine, you know. So I think working from home is an amazing thing. If you are the type of person who is self-motivated and determined on your own. Now, Mm -hmm. this isn't everybody, you know, like me, I know that you have like specific practices and you create a routine for yourself you know, working at home. So can you talk a little bit about creating a routine for yourself? Because I think that that's a really valuable thing. Sure. Um, Working from home is, it is important to have a routine because guess what happens? It's not a free for all, but it can feel like that if you're not, if you don't train yourself into being somebody who works at home. So when I get up, I literally start my routine, you know, at a specific time, whether it's um, some kind of exercise or meditation or or whatever I do to get me ready for the day. And then I'm in my office by a specific time. I love working from my home office because it gives me the ability. So one one thing is is that it really puts my business in my hands. And yes, I understand that if you are renting an office basement or a storefront, you have to have, you know, if you're renting a storefront, for, say you have a pet store or a dress shop or something, you, you obviously have to have a place that you can sell that stuff if you're not an online business. So so it's, it's a little bit different. And when you do pay for rent somewhere else, of course it feels like your business. But it's really cool for in-home to be able to, like I love to work with my clients on Skype in-home. I prefer to work with people in on Skype from my in-home office because I get more done than actually having clients coming through my front door into my office. Doesn't mean that I get like today after the show, I've got an all-day intensive with a client. So it doesn't mean that I don't see people in you know inside. It just means that there's different ways in which we can work things. I see people either on Zoom or Skype. There's several different. Um, applications that you can and programs that you can use to meet with your people. I insist on always having cameras on both sides open so that the vulnerability, the realness is still there, the connectedness. Um, It allows me to be really strict about, I'm very strict if I'm trying to get so many people in per day, I'm strict about my 45-minute session, which allows me a few minutes to prep for my second, you know, or third or fourth, the additional person who's going to be in front of me. So these are things that work for me. Um, I always have between 11 and 5 as work days. I try to get in about 9 
in order to do the back end office work. Um, it just really has been the most powerful um, space that I absolutely know is being able to create a business and run it out of my home. It, it serves me very well. You know, there, there's people who have uh, little idiosyncrasies about things like bathrooms and things like that. I love that I can use my own bathroom. I mean, literally, it's wonderful because I can relax so much more in my home office, period, than I can in, in a place that is not, does not feel as comfortable and personable as we have set up our offices. Exactly. Was there anything? Exactly. Was there something else that I missed about that? Because, you know, we talked about programs that you can or applications that you can use to still connect with people. There's. Let's talk about a few more things that can support people with. Well, yeah, I have a. So actually, one of the things is for efficiency and effectiveness that I think is super super important. So. Either having an online calendar or a physical calendar where you are actually logging what you're going to be doing for specific time periods every day. So like, for instance, if you have a problem with productivity, a lot of times what ends up happening is you end up wasting a lot of time and and not being productive most of the time. And a lot of times that's because we don't know what we're going to do because when you go to an office, right, and you have a job, you know what your tasks are. When you work from home, you have to create your own tasks for yourself. And so one of the ways to do that is to use an online schedule or a calendar. So like, for instance, if you know that you need to write one or two articles a week, or you need to film a video a week, or you need to do a Facebook Live or a YouTube Live or anything, you know, you need to have appointments, you basically use a scheduler to schedule time for all these things so that you're actually creating a workflow for yourself. You know, a lot of times people are like flailing around because they don't know what's next. Like, what do I really need to do? So creating a workflow for yourself gives you that structure so that you basically walk into your office and know that today you're going to be doing X, Y, and Z, you know, and tomorrow you're going to do blah, blah, blah. And utilizing that, that's a very valuable tool because I know that when I first started working from home, if I didn't have like work to do, like work that came in that I had to physically do, like I didn't know what to do with myself. And Mm -hmm. so you know, a lot of times I would finish everything up. This is before I hired people and before I had the number of clients that I do now. You know, I would finish everything up and I was just kind of like, done. Okay, well, now what? You know, so I know that everybody has tons of things that they need to do, but if you do not schedule them, you probably won't end up doing them or making time for them. So I think that having some type of scheduler or calendar is a definite must for entrepreneurs. Very much so. And also what I have found is having somebody like an assistant or a virtual assistant that can mm-hmm. keep me on task too. So if I don't get certain things done in one day, then I've asked her to write me the next day and follow up with me as if she was in my office and would come right up to me and say, hey, Mia, you know, where's this report? Or, hey, Mia, 
you know, did you check out this web, you know, what I sent you on the website to change or whatever it is. So it's also important to have somebody who works for you that can help support you in making sure that your projects are still flowing very easily because sometimes we have, you know, a lot to do anyways owning a business and, you know, we get caught up in one thing and then we forget about the other. You know, it's, it is a, it's a big job owning a business, but it's, it's incredibly fun. It is. It's incredibly fun. Yeah. Um, so I'm trying to think of some cons from working from home. One of the things I could say is if you're a person who needs to be around other people a lot, working from home is probably not going to be the best thing from you unless there are other people who are also working from home in your environment. Um, so for people that don't have like a physical office to go to, if you, if you have a circumstance like that and maybe you have a business that you mostly work from home but it's just not ideal to be at home all the time by yourself, you can join something like a WeWork or, a, or an office situation where you're basically renting space in an office that you can go to utilize so that you're around other people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so that, like, that would be one of the cons, I guess, of working from home is that you know, you're know you just not around people as much. Right, right. And, and there's ways to get around that, too. There's uh, the WeWork workspaces that you could go to once a week or something like that or set things up with, um, you know, if you really are in your home office by yourself 24-7, you, you do need to have human um, connection. So create that outside of your office. Create it, you know, uh, in, your, in your regular life. Make sure that you are maintaining a normalcy to your life um, by working at home. Utilize the pluses and find ways to uh, shift those cons around so that they benefit you. Exactly, exactly. So I think, I think um, you know, what would be also good, you know, for us to share is really kind of how to be more effective when you're working from home. Mm-hmm. You know, because you can be super effective and you can be not effective at all working from home. So um, one thing is kind of like how do you set up your office? So making sure that your office is set up so that things are convenient. You know, like if you're sitting at your desk, you, you know, you should be sitting in a chair that is a comfortable height so that you are, you know, when you work on your computer that you can be efficient and effective and it's comfortable for you. You know, having a great office chair is an important thing. And, or maybe you're somebody who needs like a standing desk. I have a standing mm-hmm. desk and I find that half the time I stand and half the time I sit. So it's great because I can move the desk up and down and it can be flexible for me so that when I feel like I've been sitting too much, I just get up and stand and work in that way. So, you know, making sure that, you know, if you have a printer, that things are efficient the way, like you don't want your printer all the way across the room room from where you're working. So if you're printing something out, you shouldn't have to walk across the room to get it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's right. Right. And having things organized, this is a biggie. You know, 
if you're not an organized person and you just have stuff thrown everywhere all around in your office and you don't know where anything is, you can't get to anything effectively that you need. You, so you could end up spending hours looking for that piece of paper that, you know, literally wastes so much of your time, it's ridiculous. So making sure that you have, like, structure set up so that you're organized and in place and you know where everything is. I think that that's super, super important if you're going to be effective working from home. Mm-hmm. It really is. And, you know, another thing is make sure that, you know, when you go off to work, you um, – tend to get your lunch ready before you plan out your day. So these are things that you would also do for an in-home just because you are at home doesn't mean that you should take a long time out to create your lunch or, you know, that kind of stuff. Make sure you plan your schedule to have your lunches and your breaks. Like Bonnie was saying, her stand-up desk is awesome because she does stand-up she probably, I have to, I have to tattle on her. She probably stands up eighty percent of the time. <laughs> if she gets in that work mode, and she's just off working and she's standing. And <laughs> so, um, so make sure that things work for you. Like in our office that we share, um, we make sure that our our lunch is prepared for the day. You know, we get mm-hmm. a huge and and we feed people that come in. We make amazing yep. salads. You know, we're not talking about just like a diner salad. We're talking about something hearty, you know, that can gourmet. <laughs> exactly. Gourmet for sure. And and the comfortable chairs are really important. Think about your people who are coming to see you and um, also be aware that, you know, make sure you have comfortable chairs for them or a table or a table and chairs if you're meeting around, you know, uh, that kind of forum style. Um, I was at a, a place yesterday at a meeting and, and my back hurts a little bit today because the, the couch that I was sitting on was not uh, conducive for, uh, you know, I was the client, so it was not conducive for the client, you know. So it's that's things to think about, not just where your butt sits, but where somebody else's butt is going to sit for sure. For sure. Well, not only that, you know, um, it, you know, it's so interesting that you said that, you know, you went somewhere and you were so uncomfortable. Like, that's horrifying to me. Like, you know, that somebody would come to my place and be uncomfortable for, you know, a long period of time and leave and their back hurts. You know what I mean? Like, that's, yeah. that person isn't going to want to come back. That's for sure. So, like, you know, I'm surprised that, you know, whomever you were with didn't say, you know, are you comfortable? I don't know. Were you fidgeting and moving around and letting them know you weren't comfortable or you were just sucking it up and, and suffering in silence. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Right. Well, I made it known a little bit because, at one point, my leg fell asleep. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God, so that I is crazy. To, and so I had to stand up, and you know how we do? We, like, stomp it out, and I'm like, I'm so sorry, you know. <laughs> oh, my God, that is crazy, crazy, crazy. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That is so hysterical. It's, it's, it's funny because, you know, I was – and I'm not one who will allow my body to – I will to a degree, you know, I I will be still and, you know, and all that. But 
at some point, I just am like, okay, this is a no go. I have to, I have to move around or adjust or, or something. So, um, and not everybody is as, uh, you know, outwardly vocal, I guess, about it or expressive. I mean, I wasn't rude or anything at all. Lovely, lovely uh, meeting. So I, I'm not trying to say that. I'm just saying that uh, we just need to be aware of of those things. Oh, absolutely. You know that. I, and that includes temperature and, you know, we're coming into the summer months. You don't want to have your people sweating, you know, that kind of stuff. Right. If you live in, in like the South where you're dripping wet with humidity all over. So it's just, right. just to be wise. So, yeah. exactly. And there's a lot you can do. You can take a lot of trainings where you don't have to. This is what I love about the mentality of working from home or having a home office is um, I am really into making things fit and feel right for me. And so it's interesting because we don't, we weren't taught that. We weren't taught that we could actually make our work environment perfectly smooth. So when you focus in on that aspect, it's, it's brilliant because that means that everything in your office is running so that the smoothness reflects for you. It takes people a long time to realize when things aren't working right, when they're not in a space that is uh, specifically set up like that for comfort, you know, besides besides the work aspect, but there's also the comfort aspect as well. Well, I right. think, you know, what ends up happening is, you know, we get used to things and we get complacent. And, you know, um, and that can actually stop our business from growing. So I have a really, really great story about this. And this is what happened to me last year. So I had been living in the same place for eight years. And, you know, when I first moved into the place, I loved it. And I loved it for many, many years. And then where I lived, everything started to shift. Like I lived next door to, to a park, as an example. And every day at like 2.30 or 3 o'clock in the afternoon when the junior high let out, all of a sudden one of the popular junior high kids moved onto our street. And so literally 150 kids would go to this little park that was like the size of a maybe a fourplex building, okay? So just a small park. It's a walking park. Um, would go and they would start scaling you know, the plants, they would be jumping their skateboards off the planter boxes. Um, they would be screaming and creating chaos. And so it was impossible for me to work like this. My dogs were going crazy. The noise I remember that. <laughs> was like killing me. Like literally yeah. those skateboards jumping, that is painful to listen mm -hmm. to. And this would go on for hours. I would, I, I tried being nice to them. I tried asking them to please, you know, go somewhere else. I tried, and eventually I started calling the cops every time, and even that wouldn't work because the cops would come, they would make them leave, and then within five to ten minutes they would be back again. So I decided that I had to move. Like there was not an option for me to stay because, like, now my work was being affected and my quality of life was being affected as well. And so, right. you know, outside distractions can definitely take away from your work. So you want to make sure that wherever you're working in your home, you want to make sure that there aren't outside distractions 
that are really completely distracting you from what you're doing. The other part about this was is that I didn't realize it at the time, but my physical space was too small for me to grow. So literally my business was stagnant. It was not I wasn't losing clients, but I wasn't gaining any clients either. So what was happening is that I was kind of stuck. As soon as I made the decision to move, the minute that the office moved into the new place, and it was interesting because the office moved into the new place three days before all the rest of everything came there. But as soon as the office moved into the new place, and it wasn't even hooked up yet, I got referred new business. Isn't that crazy? It really is. It really is. Yeah, your your business started flying out the door like there was no tomorrow. Yeah. Right. I mean, and you were already very busy, so, yeah. But it's like I needed to expand, you know, my office and my environment in order to actually grow my business. So, you know, so for people that think that, you know, they're going to stay in the same office forever – if that office is not expansive, then you may want to reconsider staying there forever because there's going to be a point where you're probably going to grow out of that office, and that's a good thing. Yes, right. Yeah. It, it's, it, it's interesting because my um, – you it's almost like trial by error, right, when you first start because yes. things – excuse me, things can change and shift. And I found that since one of my businesses is a counseling therapy, spiritual type love business, um, I have to, I have to have quiet and I have to have, you know, certain things and, and all that for my clients that I meet on zoom or Skype or whichever modality that I'm using at that time. And, um, so I learned that in one of my offices, I was like, okay, this is not suitable. It's interesting that you brought that up because not only does either the entire setup of where your office is have to be changed or sometimes, because mine was too loud too, um, we live in the city and so things can be loud. So I wanted to move as well. And so that's when you and I moved our offices together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it really, you know, it's like all of these things do make – a difference and you know so understanding who you are as a person is really important as to whether or not you're going to work from home or not you know understanding your habits and whether or not your habits can fall into place to be able to work from home effectively understanding you know if you have all the supplies and the you know the things that you need to work effectively and is if it's organized well from home, and then making sure that there aren't outside distractions that are taking you away from your work. So all of those things, I think, are hugely, hugely important. Um, One of the things that I think is super important that a lot of people are not aware of is that there are some financial benefits that you can get from working at home that are different from when you work in somebody else's office. Mm-hmm. That's right. So, even if you so even if you're an outside contractor, so I'm not talking about the difference between being self-employed 
and working for somebody as an employee. Right now, what I'm talking about, the difference is working from home, being self-employed or in your own corporation versus working in a shared office space with, you know, under the guises of having your own business as well. Okay. Mm-hmm. So here are some benefits that you can get from working at home if you have your own business. Number one is write-offs. And this Mm -hmm. is a big deal, and this can make a huge difference in the amount of money that you make and the benefits that you get from your business. And the reason that I say the benefits that you get from your business is a lot of times when you write something off, so when something is an expense that you can write off for your business, meaning you can deduct that money from the income that you earn so that you're not paying taxes on money that you're spending for your business, okay? So um, one of the things that's a great situation is if you pay rent, then your business can get a business deduction by paying the rent for the space that it takes up within your home. So let's just say that your business takes up a third of your, of your living space, okay? So that means that you can write off 30, you know, 33% of your rent for an office, you know, an office, office rent. Um, so that's a good deduction that you can get off your taxes so that you're not paying taxes on all the money that you're earning. You're paying it on only the money that is after the expenses of the business. But even if you worked at home, right, and you didn't write off the office, you would still have the other benefits of working at home, but you wouldn't have this financial benefit. So that's why I say, you know, there are some financial benefits. The other thing is when you buy furniture, or fixtures for your offices, or equipment for your office, you know, you get to write all of that stuff off as well. So you, you know, you may need computers every year, and you may need, um, you know, an office, you know, cabinet, and you may need a new desk. Like this year, I got a new standing desk, you know, which was like twelve or $1,300. That was a nice little business deduction that I could take you know, off of my business is writing off my business desk because that was, you know, a business expense. Um, If you're buying printers or calculators, you know, or, you know, um, storage places, you know, things to store things in or any of the supplies that you buy, all of those things are deductible. So, you know, whenever I go to Office Depot or the container store, Um, or an office supply store of some type, or even if I buy furniture that fits into my office, like I have a couch in my office. I have a table and chairs in my office for when clients come over to work with me. Um, A lot of times we're not working at my desk with the computers. We're working on table and chairs. Um, So I was able to write off all of these different things because they are part of my home office. Whereas normally, if you bought table and chairs, you wouldn't be able to write those off. But because of how I utilize them, I can. Most people who buy a couch can't really write them off. But because I have a couch that's 
you know, part of my office so that clients actually sit there when they come. I've actually had more than one, more than one person in my office at a time coming to meet with me or my assistant. And so at times we've had to use all the spaces simultaneously. So you have to understand how your office works to understand what kind of benefits or things that you're going to be able to write off. Also, you know, if you're, if you're using a computer or, you know, utilities like a printer that uses energy, then you have utilities. So you have electric, you have an electric bill, right? You can write off a percentage of your electric bill. So like I said, if your home office takes up 33% of where you live, you can write off 33% of your utilities that are affected by having a home office. Because if you didn't have the home office, you wouldn't be using those things for those purposes. So, you know, financially, it can be a really great thing to have a home office if you, you know, are working from home and you're taking advantage of the things that you need and you get to write these things off. So, to me, that's a huge benefit. So, I call that a business, you know, like getting a better benefit from your business spending because you're not necessarily keeping that money. Like that money isn't showing up in your bank account. It's not showing up in your pocket. But you personally get a benefit from it because if you had to take that money from your personal and pay for that, you would not have any benefit from doing that. Mm -hmm. That's uh it's it's amazing how um, you know as you were going through it, I could see everything in my head, and I realized how you know there's this is one of the pros and cons. So another pro for this is that you're not wearing out your car, right? Because mm-hmm. there's very little you can um, write off on your cars these days. Um, so do you want to talk a little bit about that because you're familiar with yeah with, uh, things? Okay. Right. So let's say you have a car and you utilize your car for business. So maybe, so I actually utilize my car for business about mm, half the time. And the reason that I say that is I have a P.O. box that I have to drive to, and that's where all my business mail goes to, my bank I have to drive to. And then I will go out to meet new prospective clients you know, on occasion. And the other thing is that I have some elderly clients that I actually physically go to to drop off and pick up work. So I do utilize my car for business. And because I utilize it about half the time, I can write off 50% of my car. So let me tell you what that really looks like. So that really looks like writing off 50% of my car lease. So the monthly payment that I pay for my lease every month, I write off 50% of that. Also, uh, the gas that I spend, half the gas that I spend, I write off. And the same thing with any repairs and maintenance on the car. So I I write off all my car washes because I have to have a clean looking car when I go out to meet my clients because the way that my car looks represents part of me too. So you know, if my car looks unkempt, then they're going to think I'm unkempt, and that's not the truth. Mm -hmm. So, 
know, so anything that I do to clean my car, I make sure that I write off 100% of. But any bills to fix the car, I write off 50% of. So if you add up all of those different, and then the car registration, I also write off 50% of. So if you end up adding up all of those things, I end up probably writing off about, uh, oh, car insurance, too. I forgot about that. I write off half my car insurance, too. So I end up writing off at least $500 a month for my car that I wouldn't have as, you know, necessarily if I was just going to somebody's office all the time. So the way that it works with writing off things for a car is if you just go to an office every day, that's not a deduction. But if you do things outside of that one particular thing that you do, like, for instance, I consider my office, you know, my home, right? So I move my car a lot of times from the garage to the street to drive my car to the office. I don't get to write that off. But everything else that I drive my car for that's for business, I do. Okay. So there's all kinds of ways that you can do things, and there's all kinds of benefits that you can really take. So, right. yes, these are, you know, these are all benefits, and they all help your bottom line. So at the end of the day, what you're going to be making or earning or paying taxes on is going to be a lot less when you utilize the benefits of these business deductions because you're working from home. Great. There's also other deductions. Can you talk about that, like, that some people don't realize, like, on certain professions, you can do hair and makeup or photo shoots, clothing, that kind of stuff. Right. So, okay, so, like, let's say if you are an entrepreneur who is, let's say, you know, you, you're on camera a lot for video. So, basically, you can write off if you have a certain look that you need to maintain. So, you can write off some money towards your beauty. Um, because you're on camera all the time. So, like, maybe, you know, you have to have your hair done or you have to, you know, and maybe you buy makeup to be on camera. And maybe there's a couple of outfits that you wear when you're on camera, you know, that so that you stay within your brand. So as long as you're doing things to maintain a specific appearance because of your profession online, you can write off some of those things as well. So, like, for instance... When I tell people, you know, about writing off stuff for beauty, that doesn't mean that you get to, you know, spend ten to $20,000 a year getting reconstructive surgery on your face and writing it off. That's not what I'm talking about. What mm-hmm. I'm talking about is you go to Sephora and you buy, like, some base makeup things that you use when you go on video, and those things you can write off. You know, maybe... You get your hair done once a month to maintain yourself so that you can go on video because you're doing video every week. You can write that off. Like I said, if you have like a few key outfits, I don't really write off clothes personally, but I know that there are people that do. Usually you really can only write off clothes when it's a uniform. Mm -hmm. And and actors can write off some things that they need, right? I believe they can write off. Like men can write off suits and things like that that are required for for certain wardrobe shows that they're not that aren't being covered. Yeah. So it, yeah, if you are required, because then it's considered a uniform. So if you are required to wear something specific that you that is not, you know, your daily 
clothing, or even if it is your daily clothing, but if that's what you're required to wear, you can write it off because then it becomes a uniform. So like, for instance, if you are a waitress, right, and you have to wear a white shirt and black pants and the company that you work for does not provide you with those items, then you can write those off as uniform because uh-huh. that's what you have to wear to work. And that's totally fine. Right, right. Right? But, right. you know, but I think that the more important things that we really need to focus on are, you know, what are the write-offs and the benefits that you're getting from your home office? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, also, if you have a home office and you have a security system, okay, so you might be securing your home, whole home, But if you have an office and you have a security system, you can write off a percentage of that security system. That's something that most people don't think about because not only that, when you install the security system, it's usually expensive. You can write off a percentage of that as well. So like I said, if your home office is 50%, then 50% is the deduction. Right. Good. So, you know, so there's so, there's so many things, there's so many things that you can do, you know, like, what I about mean, you can set up, like you can set up a studio in your office to shoot video. Mm-hmm. And if you set up a studio in your office to shoot video, then you can write that whole thing off, everything, all hmm. the equipment it took, everything, because that's all something that you basically set up for your business. Hmm. Right. Okay. That's very cool. You know, I know that that's a common thing that people are starting to do now is like, you know, people are shooting more video and everybody's excited about video. So, you know, setting up a stage in your place where where it's easy for you to just go and shoot video is an awesome thing. I mean, I know that if if I have to set up a whole big rigmarole every time I'm going to shoot video, the odds are I'm going to shoot video a lot less. So... Mm -hmm make things convenient for yourself because remember we're coming back to how to be most effective right working from home so if you're somebody who does a lot of video setting up a stage where you can be shooting your video on a regular basis makes that whole process a lot more effective and efficient right mm-hmm. right right absolutely it's it's interesting um I just had like an eye opener here for myself. I like that. I know that because I do video work and radio work that I, my accountant, I have an entertainment accountant and he does write a lot of that stuff off for me because I need it. We need those photo shoots for our work, for our websites, for Mm -hmm. our, our publicity, our marketing, that kind of stuff. And it's interesting to realize all the things that are, are in a business in today's world that is different than 20 years ago, than 30 years ago. You know, we used to think if we kept the same mindset that we had back then as we do now, none of us would have gotten ahead as far as we have because I most certainly, most certainly wouldn't have started doing video and radio uh, shows 10 years ago. You know, I, I just wouldn't have expanded into that because I would have listened to the mindset that said, who are you that thinks that you can do that? And in today's world, we are bold people, and we say, yes, this is an expansion of our business. Let's go for it. It's very, very cool. And every business can have a marketing plan that supports their stuff. And it does, guys, it does take photography and video work and 
uh, you know, taking the time and effort to put things out to the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to add that. I was inspired to add that. I know it's not about, you know, so much about working from home, the pros and cons, but I really did want to add that. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, look, yeah. you know, the bottom line is you want to have the best business you can. And if you mm-hmm. can do it working from home, then, you know, all the more power to you. Because like we said, I mean, I we gave you a ton of benefits from working from home and things that could benefit you in different ways, you know, not just financially, but organizationally, time management, um, productiveness, and being effective, you know, in what you do. And I think that all of that, all of that goes into the importance of, in your business, being successful. Like if you don't have, if you're missing some of those pieces, it's really difficult to be successful in business. Mm Mm-hmm. And also, you can still have your privacy. Um, just because you have a home office or you have a website, the address doesn't have to come up publicly where your home office is. You can give that to your clients that you trust. I know that a lot of people become fearful, you know, about, you know, people knowing where they live and not having their anonymity or their quietness. Um, and those things can be worked around, too, very much so. Well, so. I can tell you for sure that I do not list my home office address anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I use a not a PO box at a mail at a post office, but I use a private PO box because it doesn't have the word PO box, so people don't know it's a PO box. So it has an actual physical address, like as right. if I lived somewhere. So I think that that is important if you do have a home office. I highly, that's an awesome, awesome tip, Mia. I highly, highly suggest that you have a mailbox somewhere that is your address that you are posting publicly. I do not ever post my physical address publicly. And And I think that that's a good idea for safety reasons for every entrepreneur. And so check your stuff out. Check your listings on social media because Facebook, if you don't remove the locations on an ongoing thing, they actually tag you. And I remember at 7 o'clock in the morning, it would show up where different people were that I knew that lived locally to me, that they were up and online at such and such address. And so just be very careful. Don't. This is not to scare you. This is to protect you. You have very ways, very many ways of cloaking your invisibility cloak, you know, making it work so that you are not seen. Yeah, we're all about safety and, and that kind of stuff as well, very much so. Yeah, and, and you know what? It's so interesting. Like, I didn't even think about that until you said that and then realized, oh, my God, you know what? This is something that's really important. Like, I didn't even think about that. And it's... um and you know when i had when i first started my business i didn't have a po box i mean i didn't have like a mailing address of any type and then something happened and literally a stranger showed up at my door mm-hmm. that's scary wow. really super scary <laughs> you know because because they thought it was a bookstore because the name of my business is bonnie's books and so they thought it was a bookstore, so they literally showed up at my place. 
So, yes, you know, safety is important, and definitely, definitely don't post your address anywhere online. Absolutely. And we are so excited that you guys joined us this week for Business and Money Mentors. And like always, enjoy your office space, enjoy your business, and be safe. And we will see you next week. Bye.